You're listening to The Sound of My Voice. Is it making you sleepy? Uh, oh, well, I'm very sorry. Has it occurred to you that maybe you're already sleepy and this is just drawing your attention to it? That's probably the case. Although if I were to start yawning here, that probably wouldn't help. Let's try it. <sighs> Are you yawning? You probably are. Uh, when my kittens yawn, I yawn. If I see them, see them doing it. Uh, but no, get that out of your system before we start the show, please. Because I'd like your full and undivided attention. Or you can be, you can be walking to work while you're listening, if you like. I don't mind. Just don't want you to be falling asleep during the episode. So get it out of your head now. No more yawning after the uh, after the opening tune, uh, which is coming up. <laughs> There you go. You finished now. Uh, get it out. You have a couple of more seconds. Anyway, you're listening to Into Your Head Podcast number 720. Hello. A lot to get on with today, items that need to be attended to, issues that need to be addressed, topics, all oh, topics. We've got lots and lots of topics, we're positively booming to the seams with topics, we've got topics coming out of, uh, topics coming out of this mouth, this mouth, uh, same mouth they always come out of, it's the same mouth, although over the years it's probably uh, regenerated, your cells die out over time and get placed with other cells, if I understand, at least your skin does, I don't know, is there skin in your mouth, there probably is, there's definitely skin outside my mouth, not necessarily on the lips, but on the area around the outside of my mouth, and I would refer to that area of my face as the front of the mouth, so uh, if you don't want to count those cells as regenerating, then I don't know what you are, you're just being picky, you're just being picky as be damned, you might as well go down to some, oh you might as well go down to some debating club and use your pickiness for something constructive, not that there's anything constructive about debating, you go down to these debating clubs and you say uh, what side am I supposed to be taking today and they tell you they give you an argument that you're supposed to make uh, whether you believe it or not and you say I believe strongly in death and AIDS and destruction for uh, anyone who has a dog and they'll say uh, well uh, we're going to argue the counter argument our counter argument will be we believe in not AIDS and destruction and death for anyone who owns a dog uh, under any circumstances and of course the more uh, the more advanced dating societies they'll have an in-betweener as well you have someone in the middle who makes the who can seize both sides of the arguments but is able to come up with something reasonable and we have that that's when you have a functioning democracy that's what you have uh, well technically not a democracy but it's a, a benign a benign tech t- dictatorship of sorts I suppose is what you might call it and I tell you once you have one of them uh, any day now you can expect Starfleet Enterprises to turn up at your gate saying oh these people are ready to be introduced to the rest of the universe uh, hello there uh, would you be ready for first contact and your leader will say what's first contact and you'll say oh that's when you have first contact with aliens and I realise it's rather presumptuous of, presumptuous of us to think that we, we might be the first people to meet you uh, but we're here and you don't seem, you seem surprised that we exist so uh, it's quite, I'm assuming that I'm assuming that despite the fact that I'm bold and this isn't the original enterprise this is the one with the bald fella and the extra lights and the fancy uh, more advanced I suppose than the original one only because of TV technology it's not because there was any uh, uh, huge advances in technology between the time of covered by the original Star Trek and Star Trek The Next Generation no no all those advances were more about advances in TV production don't be fooled don't be fooled that's, a, that's an Elvis song don't be fooled <laughs> By your heart, that's true. Don't be fooled. Ah, by your heart. Uh, his backing singers still go around performing. They go performing as uh, Elvis Presley's backing singers, and they have a video of him going in the front, and they say it's a virtual Elvis. 
and ever occurs to anyone uh, we could go and get Elvis Costello who's alive and well and have him doing it and there would be an even more genuine Elvis and oh, no, no, one, no one wants to think sideways that way uh, no but they don't think out of the box uh, no no they don't even think sideways uh, not that you can get out of a box necessarily by going sideways as my new kittens are discovering nowadays the only way to get out of most boxes is to get up out of the top unless you've toppled the whole over, in which case you have another challenge to find where the top is now because uh, it's not where you would expect it to be uh, but no no that's how you learn that's how you learn you pick things up as you go along and you figure them out and you meet these challenges head on or sideways or wherever way seems to work and then you say hello and welcome to the show hello once upon a time, there was a dog. Uh, not the same dog refer. Although it is, perhaps it is the same dog referred to at the beginning of the previous episode, which I started where once upon a time there was a dog. For if I remember rightly, I got distracted then. No more was said about the dog. I got bogged down in the pronunciation of dog and how, uh, oh, how someone might pronounce it in a fresh French accent who's learning English or something like that. And uh, no. I never got round to telling the full story of the dog, so he's still there in, oh, he's still there in limbo, waiting for his story to advance. Well, he shouldn't be in limbo, because that's not where I intended him to be. I just said once upon a time there was a dog. I didn't say he was in limbo. Uh, dog, you're in the wrong place for a start. I wonder where you're uh, delayed in getting your story started. Uh, once upon a time there was a dog, and he was in limbo, uh, waiting to be told by the director narrator where he's supposed to be uh, in which case he had the narrator then decided oh maybe I meant for him to be in limbo waiting for it, yeah, that'll do Here, that'll work, once upon a time there was a dog sitting in uh, li- uh, lit- literical uh, literature what's they call it literature uh, liturgical I suppose I don't know, liturgical uh, whatever it is when it's uh, the, the limbo of literature a uh, liturgical lim- limbo, uh, I suppose. It wasn't a limbo dancing dog, although maybe he was. Maybe he come from the circus. I think I did one before, though, about a dog who escaped from a circus or something who escaped from a circus. Uh, but maybe this one was still in the circus and he was a limbo dancer. In the- Do they have dog limbo dancers? They probably don't, but they probably have dogs who are used as accessories to limbo dancers or to different kinds of acrobats. I suppose an acrobat would necessarily be the same as a limbo dancer. Uh, there are people who can multitask in these uh, circus shows. That's how they manage to make a living. They multitask. They look after the elephants at night and then during the day they limbo dance and they go flying uh, flying across on the magic trapeze. Something, something with the greatest of... Isn't that a song? With the greatest of ease. Can't remember the exact details. Just like the man on the flying trapeze. Something and something and plenty of ease, uh, something like that. Now, not being plenty of ease, as in the letter or as in the uh, the drug that the young people used to uh, consume at raves in the nineties. No, I mean ease, e a z e, as in easiness. Uh, by uh, by some some weirdo decided, oh, let's come up with a word for easiness, but we'll make it very hard to think of or spell. And they spelled that e a z e, or possibly e a s e in my part of the world would say we'll have a different spelling for every part of the world uh, no matter if they all speak the same language we make the uh, the word ease complicated and then people will realise oh that's sort of, when you describe something that someone was doing with ease you'll say oh now I understand further because uh, I realise how how easy it is to do something that's uh, I mean how difficult it is to do something in this world because uh, as an example how difficult it is to learn how to use the word ease. Oh, the irony. Oh, the irony. Alanis Morissette would be proud. Either that or she'd be on to her solicitor straight away that say, sue those people for plagiarism. Uh, those people who came up with the circus song a hundred years ago uh, when I was still, oh, when I was still a kid on uh, what's the, whoever that program Alanis Morissette was on as a kid. She was on one of those programs. Uh, was it he can't do, was it, uh, 
no, it wasn't go, uh, go out. There was a BBC show called uh, Just Turn Off That... Why Don't You... Dot, dot, dot. And the full name was Why Don't You Just Turn Off That Television and Go Out and Do Something bore, Less Boring Instead. And they usually put it on on mornings during the school breaks. And uh, the idea was, here's some things you can do outside. You're supposed to turn off your television at the end and go outside. There's nothing about asking your parents' permission or anything. As a result, all these children went miss. I remember I did it myself. It wasn't for watching the television. I went out one morning on my bike, as my father had been saying, uh, why don't you fellas go out and do something? So I said, I'm going to go out and do something. So I disappeared out for three hours on my bike. I came back and my father said, where the Freaking hell were you? Where the freaking hell were you? This, of course, was back before the days of GPS trackers and telephones. I didn't have a... Well, there was a telephone in the house, but I wasn't going to bring that with me. I wasn't a... I was a reasonably intelligent child, and I knew that if I bought the home telephone with me, I would have had to find somewhere to plug it in. Uh, I wonder, can you, can you plug your own home telephone into a phone box? Well, they can't anymore because there aren't any phone boxes. Well, if they were, because you go to a public phone box and plug in your own phone, uh, maybe if you're afraid of catching germs off the, uh, off the handset that's uh, used by the public, it would seem reasonable, I suppose. Probably doesn't seem reasonable anymore in modern times, but those weren't modern times. Those were the 1980s and the 1990s. It was a previous century. I was brought up in the previous century. Maybe you don't realise that. I was born in 1976. I don't remember much of the 70s. I do remember much of the 80s. I do remember a lot of the 90s. I do remember a lot of the uh, 2000s and zeros. Is, is, is. Uh, I'm currently in the 2010s. Uh, so I don't know whether I'm going to remember them or not. I'm still in them. Uh, how how do I know whether I'm going to remember the present in the future? Only way to find out is to wait and see. And uh, then when it does finally go, well, and so you ask me in the next day, decade, do you, do you remember the 2010s? I'll probably say, I remember the 2010s. I seem to, to remember spending most of them wondering whether I'm going to remember uh, days in the future. And you say, and do you? And they'll say, yes, I do, but only because I was very conscious. I was like, I was very self-conscious of it so of course I remember this uh, force myself to remember uh, but there was any other any other age when I wasn't so much thinking about whether I'm going to remember it I don't know whether I would have remembered it maybe that's what I'll try to do in the 2020s I'll do an experiment whereby I don't think very much about whether I'm going to remember this decade and see if I still do remember it and we'll see how that works it'll be a scientific experiment if I ever go back to college and do a PhD, I can do it in that, and I'm gonna impress everyone. Anyway, once upon a time, as I said, there was a dog, a dog, and he was walking his way along the road somewhere, along the side of the road, because he wasn't a fucking moron, he'd walk along the side of the road, if he'd walked along the middle of the road, then he would have got strangled, because the person who was leading him uh, by a leash uh, refused to walk in the middle of a road because of oncoming coming traffic, and quite rightly so, so the dog says, I don't want to get choked, so I'll stay over with him on the footpath uh, you foreigners call probably call it the sidewalk well it's not a sidewalk it's a footpath it's perfectly simple it's a path for foots uh, for feet I suppose you could call it a feet path uh, but what if a one-legged person is walking along it and they say uh, and it says feet path that would be discrimination and insulting and hurtful so no we call it footpath uh, anyone with at least one foot is, is perfectly welcome to walk along it uh, within the rules of the road the rules of the road and the footpath and all the rest of it it's not called it's not a sidewalk a sidewalk is something that you walk along the side of so uh, if you're going to call it a sidewalk America call your whole road a sidewalk so people will know you walk along the side of this uh, the bitch that's got her raised bit and looks like a footpath you can walk along that or hop along if you're one you probably call it a hop walk uh, or a side hop because uh, people with uh, if you go into America and you've only one leg and you can tell you you try and walk along the sidewalk, 
egal, walking, irgendwie hop, so ein äh, policeman, so ein over-enthusiastic uh, officer of the police in America, because they love stopping pedestrians, they'll uh, come up to you and say, uh, you're doing something now, I don't know if I can call it jaywalking, you're, you're hopping, uh, you're supposed to be walking here and you're hopping, and they'll say, indeed I am hopping, sir, I only have one leg, I suppose I could get a stick and use that as uh, artificial other leg, uh, but it wouldn't really be that easy for me to use, uh, I've been hopping since a child, and it's the most efficient way of getting myself along, i found, that I know so far, uh, do you want me to retrain to use a stick? And the police officer will say, you'll do whatever the law says, and you'll do us to the letter, uh, the letter, uh, the letter P, as they say. Uh, no, they, would, they wouldn't say that, he wouldn't give a specific letter to say, the letter of the law, uh, W, I suppose, if you want to abbreviate it. Why would you want to abbreviate a one syllable? <laughs> Uh, sing three letter word to L. He would not, he would not for one thing that would confuse it with the uh, Roman numeral L, uh, which nobody can even remember which number that means. It means a number L, but if you want to translate it into our traditional numbers, although I would argue that Roman numerals are the more traditional numbers because they were here thousands upon thousands of years ago. Uh, they, they love to say, oh, the Romans, they love to say, do was the Roman. Uh, Billy Joel did the song he went Do as the Romans do Do as the Romans do Like the Romans do Build that castle and something that sand Like the Romans do Chorus like the Romans do I can't do his backing singers at the same time as him I don't have a multi-track mouth uh, no, unfortunately, and I'm not going to start doing multi-track podcasts where I record uh, eight different tracks. Uh, no, no, I'll be here all week. We'll be here all week doing that, so no, no. Uh, but you get the general idea. Anyway, once upon a time there was a dog, and he was walking along a sidewalk, or as you foreigners call it, a footpath. Suppose if you had a footpath that went all the way from here to foreign land, at some point the name would have to switch over and it would have to be designated as a sidewalk rather and we have this problem in Ireland you draw you get a road you get on a road and you go up to the northern Ireland border and next thing you know before you even know this has been changed uh, the name of the, uh, the the name letter number designation of the road M1 or A1 has been changed into A1 or something and you say is this the same road this would see appear to be the same road or a continuous thereof but oh no they just decide no you're in a foreign land now you're in another world the land of make-believe as Madonna it's not a Madonna song the land of make-believe something 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 to a land we all belong something something that's the only song she ever did that wasn't full of filth although it did have her dressed as a cartoon fairy well she wasn't dressed as a cartoon fairy in the video there was a cartoon rep a video a cartoon representation of a fairy that was made in her image uh, she wasn't you can't turn someone into a cartoon as far as we know unless a lot of the people who go missing in this world have somehow slipped into a two-dimensional parallel universe uh, maybe uh, technically that would mean them becoming cartoons although it wouldn't because they'd still be real uh, the cartoons we know and love are not uh, two dimensional real people no they're representations of people either fictional or real uh, made uh, using one uh, two dimensional uh, what yeah you get the idea you get the idea uh, point is a cartoon isn't just something that's been filmed in another parallel universe and made available on our televisions no no it's all fictional uh, so uh, don't get too excited about cartoons the first time you see them don't think oh that's a two-dimensional universe they've managed to film uh, they're going to have an, an extra national geographic channel that's just all about the two-dimensional parallel universe now no they're not they're just going to have more and more fucking cartoons to to wreck your children's head you're going to pour cartoons into your children's 
mind all day, every day of its childhood, and turn your child into a, a searing mass of porridge, ironically, because in the old days they'd say, get away from that television and eat some porridge, it's good for you. But no, I'm going to turn your br- kid's brain into a type of porridge that's not of any use to it, in the way that porridge might be of use to it if you had fed it properly. Uh, but no, you chose to fed it something that turns it into a porridge-like substance. A porridge-like substance is not the same as porridge, especially when it's inside your skull. It's of little use to you there, unless it's come from a porridge and it's been converted into energy or whatever. But then it wouldn't be a porridge-like substance anymore. It would just be wherever nourishments and vitamins have got into your brain's bloodstream uh, from the porridge. Uh, They wouldn't make your brain like porridge. If your brain becomes like slush or porridge, then it's a bad thing. But if your brain contains nourishment uh, that's exactly where it should be and it's come from eating porridge, then that's fine. You need the essence of the porridge, not the porridge itself in your brain. The essence of the porridge continues through the stomach and through the duodenum and whatever is left and not used uh, goes out. I don't need the full details of that. Uh, Suffice to say, porridge eaters probably have a lot more uh, visits from the plumber. Uh, So this well, I'm making presumptions about that. Perfectly entitled to do so. It's called postulating. I'm postulating about porridge plumbing. Uh, Oh, there's a name for the show. Uh, Porridge plumbing post. Congratulations. There we go. That's that sorted. I was wondering what we were going to call episode 720, uh, other than just episode 720. Uh, needs a proper title as well. But there you go. That's that done. This is called multitasking, you know. Uh, women claim they can do it. Well, I can do it too. I can do it too. Now, does that make me more womany uh, than I should be? I don't know. Are people going to say, oh, this is the new metrosexual culture, or men are men? are uh, turning into women he's able to multitask and actually go around wearing earrings uh, I don't know and having uh, getting into my little pony and stuff I don't know I'm not, not wrong with any of that as far as I'm concerned but no I'm not doing that I'm not into my little pony uh, my little pony something and thing something and thing I hope they've changed the team tune since they brought her back because otherwise now you're going to think he knows the team tune he's obviously into my little pony no i was singing what little i could remember of it from the 80s and 90s from my childhood and early adolescence i was not trying to stop trying to find uh things where there aren't any things uh go out and do something better for the world anyway on with the show into your head remember we value the opinions of you the humble and ignorant listener. Email studio at intoyourhead.com. Studio at intoyourhead.com. Matchstick cats. Matchstick cats. Matchstick cats. Matchstick cats and stuff. Are you a cat? Or do you know somebody who might be? Then tell yourself about Matchstick Cats. Neil's webcomic. Brand new episodes at intoyourhead.com. It's been brought to my attention by a well-known and respected and uh, loyal and supportive listener and friend of the show uh, after the previous episode that I inadvertently made several references to the topic of death in various different, looking at it from various different angles. I got this email and I said, oh, I don't remember saying anything about death at all. And I listened back to the episode uh, for only about the fifth time uh, but with uh, with different ears I listened with different ears my own ears but I adjusted them to listen out for mentions of death and it turns out yes pretty much the whole show was about death uh, so sorry about that if that worried anybody if, and uh, if I gave anybody any cause for concern I'm neither dead nor dying uh, my family is still neither dead nor dying and we're not you're not about to die as far as I know I don't have any information that you don't have. I just like to talk about death just as much as 
Guinnesses. I like to talk about cats and about people getting served Guinness in bars and about monkey nuts and anything else. It's a fascinating topic, death is. Death is like, uh, well, think about death. You can only talk about it before it happens. Once it happens, you end up just, you can't talk about it. You can't come back and say, as far as we know, you can't come back and say, oh, that was a fascinating experience. Experiencing that death that I had, uh, it's really changed my whole view of the topic. Let me tell you how my views have changed now. Oh, no, no. You all have to say, oh, uh, but here's uh, about my forthcoming death, which is coming sometime in the next 70 to 150 years, depending on technology. Uh, here's what I think about it and what I have to say about it. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to uh, give you further information uh, at such a time when I actually have some personal experience of the topic. So I just have to tell you now what I think about it. That's the problem. So we spend our whole lives talking about death uh, that we've no experience of whatsoever. I've never experienced death. I've never, I've never died. And don't make any puns about dying on stage as a comedian. Because for one thing, I'm not a comedian. Uh, I do a comedy podcast. It's full of laughs. Uh, well, except apparently last week it wasn't. It was full of death. Uh, death and AIDS and destruction and warfare. Uh, people getting stomped on the head by uh, 10 ton acme things that the the roadrunner and the Karak, uh, Kayohi, uh, Kayohi fella have gotten together to land on you. Uh, don't forget, those are two-dimensional cartoons. Whenever the Kayohi drops a frigging 10-ton uh, Acme uh, weight down on him, it says ton, 10 tons on the side, but it's actually flat. So in order for that to weigh 10 tons, it would need to be a lot wide wider and a lot taller than it is, because uh, there's no breadth to it. I suppose maybe that's possible. We'll be very sharp. It would have to hit the Roadrunner. Exactly. That's why it's, That's why the Roadrunner always escapes. Because that thing, that 10 ton thing that your man is dropping on him from a great height uh, as he flies a pass past on the road underneath is completely flat. So you just have to move a tiny bit to one side or the other to escape. Uh, fucking ridiculous. Yeah, so that's how difficult it is. That's why you don't want to live in a 2D world. Nothing would work for you. You pick up your oh, you pick up this fucking uh, iPhone, and I'd go to put it down on the table, and it wouldn't work. I tried to put it down on its edge, and it would just topple over then because it's completely flat. And so if, that, if it's that flat, it wouldn't stay up on the table. Because for one thing, the table well, I suppose the table being two dimensional would be an issue too. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to put anything on the fucking table unless I put the table on its side and put stuff on the side. I suppose I get around in some way in some way uh, just as they say just as they used to sing in England in the war they had Dame What's Her Face going uh, we'll meet again don't know where don't know why but we'll get by some sunny day and we'll meet that's not relevant to what I was saying now that I think about it I was trying to think of a song where they go uh, oh where they go it'll be fine it'll all work out in the end uh, oh there's that one uh, don't worry <laughs> About a thing Cause every little thing Gonna be alright I think it was a Jamaican-y fella Might even have been Bob Marley I don't know Or one of his many imitators uh, That was used on an ad for washing powder A lot in the 90s You take out your thing And you look at a big stain on it And then the music starts up And says Don't worry About a thing Cause every little thing gonna be alright. Now the song doesn't tell them anything about the washing powder that's uh, being promoted here, but it doesn't need to because the people apparently already have washing powder. They've apparently already heard of it, uh, but that's okay. The advertisement isn't aimed at the people who are starring in the commercial. They already know about this product, or at least they're pretending to know because they're actors. Uh, so you see them get out the washing powder and they put 
on the clothes in the washing machine and they find then that everything is all right. The fella in the song was right. He just probably wasn't necessarily thinking about washing powder when he recorded it 40 years ago. But that's okay as long as his estate is being paid the appropriate fees and the proper licensing arrangements have been made and then that's fine. Everything's going to be all right after all. Isn't there? Absolutely fucking fantastic. Two cats walk into a bar. One of the cats goes straight up to the bar counter and climbs up on top of, well, more kind of jumps up on top of the bar stool and has a peer over it, peers over it very carefully and gingerly and notices that there's a man behind there and the man turns, up, turns to him and says, oh, look, there's a little kitty. There's a little kitty, 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 kitty. It's a good job it's after six and we don't serve food anymore because otherwise this would be in breach of all sorts of uh, public food serving uh, regulations and we could get in trouble over that but no now that we're just a pub in the evening uh, it's okay to have cats in here although I'm not sure my accountant would agree with that he'd probably say oh this adds to your cleaning cost there's going to be hair everywhere you'll probably piss somewhere and attract other cats to piss there uh, or else you'll attract drunken customers to just piss uh, some drunken drunken customer will see the cat spraying the place and decide oh it's a free for all here is it I'll just piss wherever I want uh, but no you don't necessarily have to listen to everything your accountant says your accountant is there to give you financial advice and make sure your uh, submitted published accounts comply with the law of the land and that you pay your taxes uh, accountants don't necessarily know about cats uh, anyway a man turns to the cat uh, well he's already facing the cat so if he turns out of habit he turns again and then he finds he's facing away from the cat so he turns another 180 degrees and he's back facing the cat and he says oh hello kitty 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 you're a nice little cat and the cat says oh thank you very much thank you very much can I have a pint of your finest Guinness please and the man behind the bar says oh I'm sorry we only serve beer to cats who come in uh, with humanoid shapes and they're up on two feet and they've got her clothes on because then that's we can get away with that but no not a cat not a realistic looking cat like you sitting there purring away on the stool and the cat says I think you'll find I'm not purring I won't be purring until I get my point and the man behind the bar says fair enough fair enough I'll make an exception just out of curiosity and see what happens when I give a pint pint of beer that's twice your size to you and the cat says uh, not beer I said uh, I particularly named a brand a well-known brand of stout so if you give me beer there'll be wigs on the green and the man behind the bar says, what's that supposed to mean? And the cat says, wigs on the green. It's an old expression, meaning there'll be a fight out in the public greed and everyone's wigs will be all over the place because they're falling off. And the man behind the bar says, well, I don't wear a wig. And the cat says, I never said you did. Uh, do you want to fight about it? And the man says, no, I do not fight some cute little kitten. The cat says, I'm not some cute little kitten. I'm some cute little six-year-old cat. And the man behind the bar says, Well, you're very small for your age. And, uh... Ah, the cat says, uh, indeed I am, indeed I am, you have a pint there, I suppose. Now, is there any sign of that pint of Guinness coming? And the man says, yes, indeed, sir, here you go, are you going to pay it for me, or is this just, am I going to have to start freaking giving free pints away to animal causes now? And the cat says, are you patronising me? And takes out a 10 euro note out of its fur and hands it, well, slides it over with its paw across the counter and says, here's your money and the man says thank you very much here's your change and the cat says oh that's very funny what are you going to change me into and the man says no a pint of Guinness costs 6 euros and 40 cents so I owe you 3 euros and 60 change out of your tenor and the cat says uh, but you still have the whole tenor and the man says oh I, I took the 10 euro note but I'm giving you uh, different money uh, to break your hope the cat says surely you should just tear off a bit of the tenor and give back to me uh, something worth 340 or whatever it is 
and the man behind the bar says, clearly, young cat, you've got an awful lot of learning to do about uh, the social interactions. Well, maybe not social interactions, but about how the world works, about how money works. And the cat says, I'm a cat. Why would I need to know how money works? Well, I suppose you have a point there because I need to know how money works so I can purchase things. Uh, But by the time I have the rest of this tenor spent, I won't have any more money. I don't don't often come into contact with money. I usually just find food in the street or in my bowl. So uh, there's no point learning the whole uh, all about economics just to deal with one 10 euro note that I happen to get. And the man behind the bar says, I suppose you have a point there. You have a point there. The cat says, I do indeed. And a delicious one of his. Uh, and then it cuts his paws on top on top of the foam and makes paw-shaped holes in the head of the Guinness and then sticks its mouth through and says, how the fuck do I drink this? Uh, can I claw a hole in the bottom of the container? And the man the bar says, you can try, you can try. And the cat says, uh, that's sounds like that sounds like a trick i'll tell you what i'll just toss i'll tumble the glass over and i'll lick your hook off the bar and the man says oh for fuck's sake wait i'll get you a plate and i'll pour it onto the plate for you the cat says oh will that work and the man behind the bar says well there's only one way to find out and the cat says no there isn't there's at least two ways you could you could build uh, some sort of a a mock-up of it have a fake glass and a fake beer and a fake uh, oh a fake with everything else have a fake mock-up of this bar and do an experiment uh, or you could build a hologram thing and have a, have a holographic representation of these events and see what happens and the man behind the bar says see because you don't know about money and economics you don't know that that's not vi- economically viable and the cat says oh are you trying to take advantage of my ignorance now uh, don't accept any of that for one moment and the uh, the man behind the bar says and how long exactly is one moment and the cat says i don't know oh for fuck's sake clearly i don't know enough to be out in this world good, good day sir and the cat goes home and the great night is had by all you're listening to the into your head podcast from ireland with your humble proprietor neil follow neil at twitter.com slash into your head pod and pretend to like him at facebook.com slash into your head podcast Monkey nuts that's what they call them they call them big steaming shit eating piss piling uh, monkey nuts uh, they call them big oh big fart oh what happened there my eye telephone fell on my keyboard that's what happened there uh, my eye telephone ironically because we were talking about it a few minutes ago in a two dimensional universe it would be hard to place my eye telephone down without it somehow crashing onto the keyboard or going other I don't think I specifically said it would crash down my keyboard well I was certainly thinking that although I know I've no way of proving that now I didn't record my thoughts other than the ones I chose to speak out loud uh, I don't have a multi-track thought recorder where instead of just recording the ones that I'm speaking and into this microphone at the time, I record any other simultaneous thoughts I have as well. Oh no, because I've only one voice. That's why people go on about having uh, extra eyes and eyes in the back of your head. An extra mouth and vocal system would be much better because then you could uh, express two thoughts at the same time. Uh, you'd have your back mouth could be whispering and you could be recording it so that you can be making uh recording to dictaphone listen back later in case you had any extra interesting thoughts while you were busy talking to someone else or concentrating on someone else you listen back to the thoughts from your second mouth later and have a look at it or have a secretary do it i don't know uh multitasking is the way to go apparently in this universe we're going to get where we are uh so it shouldn't be necessary because we're producing far more people than we need we shouldn't need to have be giving extra tasks to each individual we should be getting less tasks if any we should have less tasks each if there's more people on the planet thing and you divide unless there's more work available which i don't think there is according to the uh, unemployment stats that come out on the television news every day there isn't i can tell you there isn't uh so uh, we should be having less tasks per person not more that's why women have our wrong that's why we have to we have all these problems where 
where uh, women can't do as well in the workplace because they're they're wanting every single task. They're saying, oh, um, I can multitask. And the people who are advertising the job say, oh, we only have one task on offer here. If you can multitask, then you're overqualified for this. So I'm afraid we can't take it on. That's why women find it so hard to get to get on, to get into the workplace, to get up onto the corporate ladder and get up again, up through the glass ceiling, uh, metaphorical or otherwise, because a lot of glasses, a lot of offices, I'm sure, do have a glass ceiling of some sort, or there's a glass roof up above them somewhere. Back in the back in the heydays of the Irish Celtic Tiger economy ten years ago, there was plenty of glass office buildings built in Dublin, I can tell you. I was never in any of them, but I'm sure some of them must have had a glass ceiling. And whoever was designing it was probably some woman and thought, oh, look, I'm going to put a real glass ceiling in this building. But it's going to be up on the top floor, at the top of the top floor, so nobody can break through it unless they're uh, smashing through the roof of the building, in which case they'll get fired, or else, unless there's a fire or something, and they're using it to escape. But we have proper fire escapes as well. Uh, so we'll have questions to ask of whoever's in charge of the fire escape procedure, who maybe uh, might be out sick on the day in which case there's a problem uh, but I'll think about that another time because apparently I'm not supposed to over ta- over multitask because uh, apparently there's so many people in the world now which is supposed to explain where we're building all these high rise buildings but these buildings aren't for people to live in so it's not for the increasing population uh, so that that doesn't answer that does it I don't know I'll go and have a I'll think about that with my rear mouth and record a hint to dictaphone quietly and then I'll get on with my and uh, maybe some people do have second mouths and that's why you hear people mumbling to themselves on public transport because they're actually talking through their second mouth which is hidden behind their hair and they're recording it onto some dictaphone somewhere has that ever occurred to you well I will now next time you see them although then you'll be wondering what they're saying with their front mouth too is that mumbling too or have they some disease or something where they habitually uh their uh, main mouth uh, repeats whatever their other mouth is saying behind it and they can't hide that as easily I don't know this is probably none of this is probably true oh, that's okay it's not it's not a documentary uh, so get uh, don't worry don't rely on this for information just rely on it for uh, thinking uh, extra thoughts to think about and you've nothing else to do this is just uh, we're just thinking naturally here that's all we're doing we're thinking uh, we're thinking with our other parts of our brain that we usually we usually ignore these parts of the brain and we say oh uh, you're just a side effect of that medication that I'm on you're to be ignored but no sometimes listen to the other part of your brain only uh, when you're lying in bed and you can't harm anyone uh, hopefully there's no one in the bed with you or else you've no weapons or whatever but think uh, think about these things that you think you shouldn't normally think about think, uh, allocate times towards thinking about them because uh, otherwise what's the point what's the point if you're going to just say oh I'm having thoughts that I don't understand I'm just going to pretend they're not happening no no that's no way that's no way to live it's no way we might as well I might as well all be dead if you're going to do that oh there I said it again dead 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 uh, don't worry nobody's dead I'm not dying uh, I'm never going to die in fact so don't worry don't worry I'm just uh, oh I just say dead a lot dead death destruction aids warfare death uh death and aids i filled up a bit of time there death uh death and aids and destruction there's no death this the death is over there's no death in the world we're approaching uh we've just gone past seven billion people in the world and more to come so uh the population is going up so clearly we've uh, mastered death uh, death is no, there's no more death there's no more death uh, isn't it great? Isn't it absolutely fucking fun? Well, I think it's fantastic. Do you not think it's fantastic that there's no more death? At least the net, the net number of deaths, uh, when you subtract the number of deaths from the number of births, I suppose. Uh, is that how you do it? You probably do if you're a fucking accountant. Everyone thinks of everything from the point of view of an accountant now. You can't have anything. There's no romance left and there's no, uh, oh, there's no poetic thinking about anything. It's all numbers that say how many people died this year in the world and how many people 
World War and let's subtract them and then we'll get the net number of deaths and it's a minus figure which is good. Well there's still people dead I can tell you. It doesn't change that. Uh, but no, we're supposed to... No, let's look on the bright side. Left number of deaths is down, uh, so we're becoming more alive as a as a world population in general. Isn't absolutely fantastic? Don't know if those numbers are true or anything, incidentally. I just uh, think they might, they might be. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's not worry about the facts. Let's worry about uh, the way we see the facts. Yeah, because that's what's in your mind all day. Those facts can disappear into the background. Uh, you won't be sitting there. And you're sitting there in your back garden enjoying the sun. Uh, if there's someone out on the front road getting killed by a lorry, that's not in your head at the moment. What's in your head is whatever positive thoughts you're thinking. You can't be affected uh, unless that lorry comes through your wall and hits you, I suppose. But then you're being negative. And people will accuse you of being negative too, I can tell you. They'll say, you're being negative. Negative, negative, negative. And just as, the, uh, just as they say with your man, or your one uh, what's your one who did the thing where you have to think positively all the time ah you know the book and the movie she made uh, what's her face uh, she said think positively and then you'll be a millionaire by Christmas all you have to do is think I'll be a millionaire by Christmas and that lorry that's out the front isn't going to find some way into my back garden while I'm sitting there and if it is it's going to stop just before it gets to me and that million euros is going to fall off the back of it and I'm going to take it uh, and then I'm going to sit in my I'll probably have to serve a couple of years in prison for stealing it but it'll still be mine unless the criminal assets bureau uh, takes it I suppose which I suppose could happen could happen uh, but that's being negative and if you think negatively then the negative stuff is going to happen that's what you want to say what's it called the something something uh, with Rhodra what's her face what's the thing called Christ I can never remember the name of things uh, positive thinking uh, she was called Rose or something uh, detox your thoughts positive thinking Ah, it was called something. Uh, the Power of Attraction. That's what I was thinking of. But there's a name for the book. I uh, you know all this stuff. Power of Attraction. The Power of Attraction, basically. Uh, you become attractive to nice things and you become ugly to not to not nice things. And if they don't, if you're ugly while the not nice things are seeking you out, then they go away. They say, that fella's too ugly. I'm not going too near him. Uh, but if you make yourself look attractive for things like money and happiness, then those things will see you and they'll say, oh, he looks attractive. I'll go after him. I'll, go, I'll attract myself to him like a magnet. Uh, now, that's not exactly how it works scientifically, but that's the way, it's just a way to explain it. It's just a metaphor, a metaphor. Uh, so there we go. Anyway, uh, I think that's about it. Is, is that about it? Is that all we have to say for today? We've done an extra 15 minutes on top of the usual half hour. Uh, so we're catching up after a dry spell. I think that's good. Well, it's going to piss rain in a while, but don't let that worry about you. That's not a metaphor. It's actually going to piss rain here where I am uh, outside of my building. It's going to lash down like the clappers. It's going to be rain coming down out the heavens like a ton of bricks. Uh, except hopefully they'll be spread out a bit more so it won't be hit at any point by a ton of anything uh, not least because I'll be inside the house I'll be inside the house uh, editing this and putting it up on the internet and publishing it and saying look here's another podcast uh, we're catching up here uh, oh look that's made it about a minute longer at least you know, it hasn't really added anything to the quality well, I was fine with the way it was let's not worry about that uh, will we go for an hour? Uh, maybe we will. Will we go for an hour-long episode? Ah, sure, why not? Why the frigging hell not? Uh, two cats walk into a universe and they say, Oh, 
oh hello universe what's going on in here uh, you look very small for a universe I'm amazed I can fit in here although I'm a cat I can make myself fit into pretty much anything and the universe says oh I'm not a universe you've mistaken me for a ball of wool and the cat says I think I know a difference, the difference between a universe and a ball of wool and a ball of wool stroke universe says Has you, have you ever he- seen that uh, men in black movie where there's a cat that has a toy hung around its collar and it turns out to be a universe and the cat says yes I have now that you mentioned it and the universe says I think you find you had before I even mentioned it you haven't, it's not just now that I've mentioned it that you've seen it because uh, time is still linear in, uh, despite what you may think and the cat says that's a matter of opinion uh, sir or madam and the universe universe says well am i a universe or am i a ball of string and the cat says yes and the universe stroke ball of string says what the fuck does that mean and the cat says well in one universe you're a ball of string and in another universe uh, there's a universe that looks exactly like you the ball of string exactly actually is you the ball of string but it's the parallel universe version of you and so you can be a piece ball of string in one universe and a, a universe in another parallel universe uh, and uh, uh, oh, the universe just disappears then, and the cat is left there, just sitting there in a void. And the first thought that comes into his head is, "I'm itchy." And he starts scratching himself with his, uh, with his back rear, uh, his rear back right paw would probably be. Although, is there any left and right and up and down in a place that's not only not a universe, it's just a void? And the cat thinks, "Wait a minute, that universe I was talking." to it wasn't the universe that i was in i was in the universe uh so the fact that that universe that i was talking to has disappeared doesn't surely doesn't mean that the universe i was in disappeared uh so i'm probably not in a void at all i'm just in a i'm just in an empty space and i haven't looked around enough yet i haven't sniffed enough yet although maybe there's no odor maybe maybe i'm confused because of the odors i've just been i spent the last five minutes conversing with uh and sniffing uh, what was either uh, a universe, a self-contained universe, or a ball of wool, or both. So of course I'm going to be confused by the smells. I'm a cat. I go by smells. So I'll just wander around here. I'll ignore my sense of smell for a few minutes and see what I can find. So the cat wanders around uh, the void and sees that it's a. Oh, in fact, it's a. It's a. Uh, still doesn't know what it is. Seems to be a void after all he doesn't know because what's a void supposed to smell like there's a question for you probably nothing there's probably not but then if there's nothing to smell then there's nothing to prevent smells happening so surely there should be uh what does nothingness smell like uh in a smart horse of course will say it smells like nothing but if it smells like nothing then it smells like something uh, of course the cat isn't sophisticated enough to have these thoughts uh, which leads you to wonder why he's having them and that leads him to think maybe he's not a cat at all uh, if there can, there can be a universe and a ball of wool and he's not sure which is which then how can he be so cocksure of himself that he is a cat uh, there's a question for you maybe he's just a, maybe he's just dreaming that he's a cat uh, and then he wakes up he wakes up and discovers he's not a cat after all uh, he's the king of Prussia uh, wherever Prussia is and then he realises no he's not really called the king after all uh, it's a male called a Prussia male and he's the oh he's the uh, managing director or whatever you call it of some male is there a male called the king of Prussia male well let's just assume there is for the purposes of this I think it's a gig in America or somewhere is it uh, Christ don't make me look up a fucking name of a male for a fucking story about a cat uh, being very profound about the nature of the universe and now you're making me do a search for King of Prussia Mal. I've probably heard of some sort of American sitcom or something. Here we go. Uh, King of Prussia Mal. Uh, oh, King of Prussia Mal. Uh, featuring a diverse of 400 stores, Macy's, Nyman, Marcus, Bloomingdale's. There, I've seen enough. Uh, let's see, does it have a managing director uh, whose name could be assigned to this cat? Uh, 
Oh, whatever you call it. Cheer, man. Oh, Christ, that's enough. That's enough. We've seen enough here. I think we've gone enough now. It's degenerated into a search for some freaking commercial mall in America somewhere. Go away out of that. It's not even in Prussia. Is there such a place as Prussia? I don't know. I'm sure there was. Before Russia, I'm sure there was some state somewhere called Prussia. And I'm pretty sure, um, well, there may well be an area or town or mall in America named after it. I'm sure the name originated from somewhere outside of America. I'm not sure of that. I just feel sure. I'm confident of that. Uh, I'm not going to do anything further involving Google to change my uh, confidence in that thought. Because I can tell you, back in the days when Prussia was some... Oh, was some city somewhere in the developing world or in the, I don't know, Russia or uh, the Far East or somewhere like that. They didn't, didn't have Google to look her up. They did not. So I'm going to be realistic now and not look her up. I'm going to tell. Uh, it's going to be like that day they have every year where they say, oh, I know it's not going to be like that at all, really, is it? That day when everyone says, oh, let's turn off our lights and save electricity and it'll be World Day. Uh, no, no, it's always World Day. We're in the world every day, unless you're an astronaut. You're in the world every day. And be aware of it. Be certainly more aware of it than that cat who comes across a ball of wool and can't even tell whether it's the universe uh, or whether he's in a void or whatever. You never want to end up as unaware of your surroundings and yourself and your, the nature of yourself as that. That's the lesson to be learned from today's show. Anyway... Good morning. This is an afterlude to today's episode of Into Your Head Podcast, which by the time I'm done here, I'm determined there's going to be an hour long, uh, double the normal length of the show, because we're catching up after an unplanned interlude to the last couple of weeks. And I noticed the me of the past, the me of the past earlier on in this show took her upon himself to say, yeah, will we go for an hour long? Why not? Uh, not realising that... By the time he finished that segment, there were still only 55 minutes of material left after editing. Uh, so he's left it to me. He's left he's passed the he's passed the baton on to himself, which is me. So I suppose I've only got myself to blame. I was him. I was that fella one day. In fact, I was that fella about 20 minutes ago when he was doing that. Uh, young and enthusiastic and going, oh, let's make an hour-long episode. Let's make a double episode. Episode. Uh, fine idea, I suppose. It's nothing like reaching for the stars. You can reach for the stars all you want, but then the future you finds out after uh, about uh, 10 minutes of trying to stretch his arm out up towards the skies uh, that you can't reach the stars at all. You can reach for them, but you can't reach them. You can't reach the fucking stars, you idiot, is what I'm trying to say to the me of the past. And that's a lesson you should learn uh, when you're about three months old when you're sitting in your cot there lying looking out the window and you try to reach out and grab the moon uh, that's around the time you learn that so you're a bit behind basically I'm calling myself uh, I'm calling myself a learning impaired person who's way pa- way uh, far behind far behind where he should be at this point in his life and I'm fine with that I've nothing against the learning impaired people I've got a brother who's intellectually uh, disabled and I'm perfectly fine with him I understand a lot about the topic so uh, I'm perfectly entitled to make the self-diagnose on that even when it's only uh, how you get the general idea where are we another three minutes another three minutes have to fill in because of my earlier fate feelings well we have a song might as well we go out on a song go out on a bit of a high uh, which end of the harmonica does the high notes i'm not sure we'll see as we we'll find out oh this is the end this is the end this is the end the end my friend this is that sounds familiar. This is the end, my friend. 
is that one of them the doors or something like that it might be or it might be your man Gavin Friday or one of them uh, Gavin Friday he's like an Irish version of Bono now I realise Bono is already Irish uh, but Gavin Friday he's like a fella who's only really known in Ireland but he's like Bono except of smaller stature not physically he's just uh, probably less well known internationally he's basically is a fella called and there's a smaller version of Gavin Friday who's from my town uh, whose name I can never even remember and no one's heard of him at all so it's like there's a there's a main Bono and then there's a mini Bono who are called Gavin Friday and there's a mini mini Bono who's like a mini Gavin Friday and he plays in pubs around my town uh, what the fuck is his name I forget uh, anyway that's the way the Bonos line up there's more than one Bono in fact there are probably bigger bigger Bonos as well that are bigger than the Bono no, we know as your man out with Tin Lizzy uh, was uh, quite, but quite, I'd say he was substantially bigger than Bono in his day. And then you had Bob Geldof, who was around before Bono. Now, maybe he never mo- quite made it as big as Bono, so maybe he'd be like, uh, he's not as big as Bono, but he's a. Uh, an ancestor of Bono, uh, not a blood ancestor, of course, but uh, let's not overcomplicate the Irish music scene. That's not how we're going to be able to promote it to the world. Uh, let's just, oh, let's just do this. <laughs> Oh, there's the high end. There, I found the highway end of the harmonica. It's up at this end, so that means down here's the low end. And I'm holding it at an angle, so I can see that the top end is the higher up end, the way I'm holding it at the moment. That should make it easier to learn. listening to Neil tell you stories about cats probably. Neil talks a lot about cats. Send your topic suggestions to studio at interyourhead.com Into your head. 